Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello, hello, Emily. How are you? I'm fine, Nicole. How are you? I cannot complain. That's good. It was the 4th of July last week. Mm-hmm. I didn't celebrate the holiday, but I did get to enjoy some time with my family. So that was nice. I... Did you actually get that day off? I don't think I ever actually I, found out. Yeah, I did. Okay. And we discussed it. I don't think I actually found out the answer. Mm-hmm. We were closed Sunday and Monday. Oh, two days. Mm-hmm. I would rather have been paid for the 10 hours that we were closed on Monday, but sure. Great. That's fair. Yeah. How was your weekend? It was good. Really good. It was the first weekend Oregon has been open officially. So that is cool. I went to a show on Sunday night and got to go see Nero at 45 East. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Stayed the night up at my mom's house on Saturday night. Out in their tent trailer. That was cool. Also, had a little campfire. My mom got a new little fire pit. That's a lid on it. So that was nice and safe. It's been like insanely hot and dry here. Like today was like 86 degrees. Yeah, it rained here on, I think it was Saturday. I'm a little bit envious of you. We have not had rain for a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, we didn't get like any monsoons last year. Yes. So. One of my friends uh, lives in Phoenix and she posted a video of her dog just like sitting at the glass door, like wanting to go outside, but it just like coming down in sheets and she's like, sorry, bro, no walks today. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of my customers lost both of her dogs last year and it's very sad, but she finally got her new puppy and she brought her in. Oh my god, what kind? <laughs> adorable. Adorable, the adorable, just the adorable kind. kind. No, she's like a... She got her from a breeder, because that's what everyone does, and I'm like, just fucking go to the shelter. I don't care if you want a specific kind of dog. Yeah. Just don't do it. But she's like a... I think that she's like a basically just a long-haired wiener dog. I don't okay. know, she's like an English dapple something. I don't know. There are, uh, like, formal words for it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but she's tiny and but adorable. essentially a long-haired wiener dog. Yeah. I love little wiener dogs. Mm-hmm. My friend Becca's parents have two, and one of them is long-haired, and he's the cutest little thing. Mm-hmm. He's, like, I think his base coat is, like, gray, and he has, like, black and brown spots on white. Like, he has, like, white on him also. Cutest little guy. How old is this one? Old enough to be away from the mother? I don't remember. Ten, so, like, ten, eight weeks? I think ten weeks. I don't know for sure. It's been so long since I've had a puppy, or kitten for that matter, that I would not know. Well, I mean, it's not like she went and picked it up today, so <laughs> she's had it. Okay. For, like, a while? Yeah. Okay. At least a couple of weeks, because she didn't have it the last time I saw her. What's its name? Ellie. Ellie! Eloise was going to be one of my suggestions, and that's close enough. <laughs> I do like that name. Mm. I always think of, like, baby names, and I really like the name Eleanor, but I know several people who have taken that. Maybe I'll take Eloise. I like that one. It's a good name. If I just had to make that choice. Yeah, it just happens to be a girl. Speaking of pregnancy things, my coworker, who is older, our receptionist, uh, her daughter has had, like, struggled with getting pregnant and things, and she had a miscarriage. She went through in vitro in December and lost the baby. It just didn't, like attach so that was in december and she is currently 14 weeks 14 weeks 14 and a half weeks at this point i think pregnant so my co-worker is very excited and she shared that with me with us recently so very excited for them not that it matters to you 
was but I was thinking that the entire time you told that story. Oh my god. Know who that is, but it's relatable okay. to me because I don't know if I can. So mm. it always makes me happy when people who struggle do get to achieve that goal. So Are you excited for Denver? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Me too. I was looking at hotels again. Yeah. There are a few like in downtown, but then there are a few like just outside of it. Do you want to, if question, do you want to go to Dead Mouse? I will go if you want to go. <laughs> okay. Literally the only information I have about Dead Mouse is that his name is Joel and he dated Kat Von D. <laughs> those, those are still <laughs> the only things I know. <laughs> okay. Well, I will have to show you some songs. Well, I mean, I can just can YouTube it. Yeah. But that's could. just not the kind of show I go to. This is true. I think it would be, like, a cool experience regardless of, like, being into it or not. Like, for me, like, he's not, like, my ideal person I would see there. Mm-hmm. However, I think it would be kick-ass to see someone as iconic as he is in that location, just to say that I did it. Yeah. And we're already going to be there, and tickets are pretty inexpensive, so. Mm-hmm. But that's why I was asking you. Like, if you are, like, hard no, we don't have to go. No, I mean, I'll go. I'll, I'll okay. figure out how to have fun. <laughs> I just... Okay. <laughs> Just, I just we'll don't just drink know. a little bit, Yeah, that's I just all. don't know his music or anything, so. Okay. I think you'd like it. It's a little dubby, a little, like, indie, like, industrial. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, listening to it isn't going to help me at all. It's not like I'm going to learn the words, because there are no words. It's not like... There are... No. <laughs> so, either way, it's still going to... It's just whether you like that style gonna... or not. Yeah. I have been to... I've seen him twice, and his visuals are cool. They're mainly of cats, so... <laughs> at least I can see cats. Yes. Also, that's how he found his name. He used to be a gamer, and his gamer tag was Dead Mouse, but with a five as a mouse with for the S. And so that has become his stage name. And it was named after his cat, Mauser, who used to hunt for mice in the field where he lived. Okay. Fun facts. But I was thinking about the day, I was like, she doesn't want to go. Like, we don't have to, but she's fine. <laughs> I would not be, like, heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. But if you're down, we should do it. Mm-hmm. Your skin is so dry. Sorry, man. All this dry weather you've been having. You haven't come got your weather yet. It's drunk in my backyard. It's been too hot for too long. It's still hot here. <laughs> I don't know what you think <laughs> we're going to do with it. You can't even take on extra heat because it's hot AF where you are. Yeah. I have to roll down my windows when I get in the car because at least it's slightly cooler outside than inside the car. And it doesn't hurt my lungs. <laughs> yeah when it was 116 the other day it literally like hurt my skin to be outside Mm -hmm. even in the shade yeah i was like no this is not okay here crazy crazy times we live in they're saying it's a possibility it could get up to like another 110 degree day here in the next week or two based on the weather patterns but they're not confident yet yeah i do remember what i was gonna say but i'll try to remember at the end because it's a bummer. Do you want to make a note for yourself? No, it's fine. It's not okay. a big deal. It was just a, a thought I had. Okay. But it's also a bummer, so. Okay. I was listening to music on the radio. Not on the radio. On Apple Music today on the way home. But it was a station, not a playlist. And it was like, today's top hits or something like that. Or all hits or something like that. Anyways, this song came on. And it's called Fancy Like. And it's by Walker Hayes. And it's a country song. There is a line in it. Who's Walker Hayes? I don't know. Not Hunter I think Hayes. He's new. Not Hunter okay. Hayes. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what that song is then. 
Okay, the chorus to this song. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Get that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake. Get some whipped cream on the top, too. Two straws, one check. Girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeak, squeaking. In... Oh, wait, that is not the right uh, tune to that. Yeah, bougie like Natty in a styrofoam. Squeak, squeaking in the truck bed all the way home. Some Alabama jamets. She my Dixieland delight. Hey, that's how we do, how we do. Fancy like. I was like, if that is not Cowles County, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Thought you would enjoy that just like I did. I mean, yes, but also every other small town is like, oh my god, yes. it's us. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's a point of country Which is music. why. <laughs> but yeah. I like laughed so hard when i heard that i was like oh my god this is perfect Stefan and i make jokes about applebee's all all the time because he used to work there that's the only job he ever walked out of (laughs) so we make jokes about applebee's all the time it's not bad like we go there for the apps and the drinks clearly (laughs) like Mm -hmm. but we go there for the nothing that i can eat (laughs) yes i just heard that today and i thought it's like dying laughing there's other lyrics that are good, too, but that chorus is just the best part. Mm. So, Watershed tickets went on sale a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. for, like, August or September or something. And I saw someone post a meme that said, Cowlitz County girls be like, the gorge, you and my girl's gonna roll into the gorge, Watershed 2021, and they ain't gonna know what to do with us. And uh, the person was like, yeah, like, the Gorge hasn't seen country, white country girls from Cowlitz County in boots before. <laughs> like, or white girl wasted in boots before or something like that. It was great. I do, like, I think I'm a part of, like, some Cowlitz memes pages mm-hmm. that, like, pop up. Freak- not, like, frequently, but, like, occasionally enough to, like, still get them in my feed because I interact with them enough. <laughs> They're good. Some of them are, like, inappropriate and I report those. <laughs> like, like, problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Just stuff that should not be on the internet, you know? What are you drinking tonight? This much of a Coke. <laughs> That's like... Like two swig swallows, and a half. maybe. That's like a swig and a half. I'm drinking a mango vodka. Arizona tea. Mango. Mucho mango. That's the name. Oh, nice. Yes. Short topic first, yes? Mm-hmm. Before you decided? Sure. Okay. Well, since we were on the topic of shows, because I went to one and seeing Dead Mouse, uh, I like nightclubs. Plain and simple. I like the nightclub experience. It is a turnoff for a lot of people, but I rather enjoy it. There's something about being in a room full of people who are all vibing to the same music as you, having a good time. And like when the beat drops, you just look around and everyone's going crazy like you are. It's the best time. Like, the best time. So, I like electronic music. Clubs is where that's found outside of, like, festival season or pool, pool club season. My first show back, like I just said, was uh, last Sunday. I went to go see Nero at 45 East. 45 East stepped up their game, yo. Their lights and their sound is so much better and so much clearer than it was before. They put, like, ceiling panels on this, like, light panels on the ceiling, which they didn't have. It was just a really good time. Right after Nero, like, walked on the stage, or, like, so Nero's a group. But this was a DJ set. Um, so it was one of them playing all their songs. And I just like stood there 
He walked on stage, the crowd was going crazy. I stood there for a second and I was like, oh my god, I've missed this so much. And I just like got goosebumps and was like smiling. I was like looking around and like everyone was just like smiling and like nobody was like too fucked up. Like there's no fighting. Like I didn't see any of that all night long. I looked over at the VIP area to just kind of like soak everything in. And the two security guards just, like, thumbs up to each other, like, yeah, we're having a good time. Like, it was just so cool. It was a good time. I missed it so much, and I hope that everyone gets to experience a musical event or event to your, that fits your fancy uh, here soon, because my soul is happy, and I hope that for you. Different types of clubs have different rules. There's some basics, though, that you can just kind of rule of thumb follow. Uh, first one is usually clubs are 21 plus. Very rarely will you find an 18 plus, but they do exist. Um, I feel like as time has gone on, they exist less and less. Um, next, you'll, you need proof of ID, especially if it is a 21 and over club. You'll need that to get in the door if it's 21 and over. Uh, if it's 18 plus, you'll need that at the bar for ID uh, to get a drink. Uh, next is crowd control, particularly at the bigger, more popular clubs. So what that means is when a club reaches capacity, like you can't let any more people in because it's a safety hazard at that point. Um, so doormen will let people in as people leave. Um, that sometimes leads to really long lines. So unless you have a ticket in your hand that you have purchased, and I promise you, especially at Vegas clubs, do not take your promoter's word for that they've got your back because your name will just literally going on a list with probably 2,000 other people. <laughs> and you'll be fighting those 2,000 people to get in the door. Unless you want to stay there from like 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m., highly recommend buying a ticket. Uh, I've done both the guest list, stand in line thing, uh, enter when there's room, and I've also done the buy the ticket thing. And I promise you, you will literally walk right in if you have a ticket. Dress code. So it varies a little bit for men and women. Men typically collared shirts, uh, jeans, dress pants, and make sure your shoes are nice. Um, they will not let you in if you are wearing sneakers are fine. Just make sure they're nice sneakers like shoes you mow your lawn in probably aren't it uh, for women. Uh, actually, just kidding. Uh, for men, some clubs require a jacket uh, depending on where you are. I know some Vegas clubs um, require a jacket upon entry, but then you can take it off when you're inside. Uh, for women, uh, no jeans. Absolutely no jeans. Dresses and skirts are your best bet. Fluttering shapes and bold colors are ideal. And... Always remember that it's doorman's discretion. So they can let you in or not let you in based on what you're wearing. Uh, so long as it's within reason of their dress code. Like the club that I go to specifically has a statement that says no lingerie. Um, if it's deemed lingerie, they will not let you in. However, I have seen girls in there in bodysuits and fishnets before. So it is very much up to <laughs> who's watching the door, which kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean. Also, the whole dress code thing sucks anyway. Yeah. Agreed. If you go to a nightclub, do expect to pay a lot for drinks. I uh, do not expect to get out of a nightclub with less than prob. If you're like doing drinking, probably no less than hundred bucks. Like <laughs> it's expensive. Uh, in Vegas, I paid seventeen dollars for a water. Uh, <laughs> I paid twenty six for a drink. So you have three or four drinks, that's well over $100. So do be aware that if you're drinking at a club, it can be pricey. That is why pre-gaming is a thing. That said, it's usually a good time though. Uh, so long as there's no drama within your friend group, that's what usually ruins a night out. 
uh, is drama within the friend group. Some people usually want to stay. Some people usually want to leave, especially right around that midnight, one o'clock hour. I don't want to tell you about that, though. Make sure you talk with your friends before you go. <laughs> so I've gone to lots of clubs, and I'm just going to, like, talk about them. Uh, I've gone to lots of clubs, particularly ones in Vegas. So I went to Hakkasan, and I've seen Tiesto and the Chainsmokers there. Uh, I went to Encore Beach Club, where I've seen Dylan Francis. I've seen Marshmallow at Excess, the pool portion of Excess at The Win, I think. Pretty sure it's The Win. I've seen a lot of big names here in Portland at different venues throughout town. I don't know. I like to dance. Uh, I like electronic music. And like I said at the beginning, nightclubs is where you find that when it's not festival season. So hence, I got to go where the music is. And nightclubs are it for me. So do you, have you ever been in no. one? No. I, mean, I was just waiting. I know. No. Part of me is like Emily's social anxiety <laughs> would not be okay. Oh, <laughs> Emily doesn't want to wear a dress, pay that much money or dance. So what's the point? Fair. I'll watch the drinks Fair. in my pants. Thank you. <laughs> Fair. If you don't feel like abiding by the gender binary dress code, make sure that you look up uh, some gay clubs. Absolutely. One of the people I worked with at the pizza place wore, like, she was gay and she would just wear, like, jeans and, like, button downs. <laughs> so she could only go to clubs that did not require women to wear dresses. That's, see. That is what I don't like about that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. It fucking sucks. <laughs> it does suck. But I don't make the rules. No. Unfortunately. Yeah, no. Not for me. <laughs> like, deep down, I was like, oh, no, Emily would hate this. But I had to ask anyways. Yeah, I mean, I would go in theory. But, like, I'm not going to do any of the things that you're there to do. So. Fair. What do you have for your first topic? My first topic. And a very special 50th anniversary edition of Topics. Tapatio. Tapatio. Yes. 50th anniversary edition? Mm-hmm. It's the 50th anniversary of Tapatio. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said of topics. I, I did like, say what? topics. Top- <laughs> topics? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so there's this thing on TV shows, right? That would have, like, after-school special things, and they would introduce it as tonight on a very special episode of Blossom or whatever. And then, like, someone would have anorexia. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, those were always the, like, on a very special episode. So, if you don't get that reference, <laughs> then what I said makes no sense. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> and then you just stare at me, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Tapatia. I think I recall, like, very, very special reference, or very special reference, a very special episode, but it did not click when you first said it. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tapatio 50th anniversary. I'm on board. Yes. Okay, so let's go all the way back to 1971. Cool. Great. We're there. Great. Shit sucks. <laughs> let's do it. Jose Luis Saavedra started the company in 1971. He leased a 750-square-foot building in Maywood, California, while still working his day job to supplement his income and cover expenses. Maywood is what used to be called South Central, and now it's just South LA, okay. which means nothing if you don't know anything about LA, but it's South LA, basically, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> okay. 18, 1985, they expanded into an 8,500-square-foot warehouse less than a mile away, so just, like, down the street. They just needed more room. A lot more room. Yeah, like, ten times more room. More than that. Yes. <laughs> more than ten more than times. That. 
At this point, his three kids were out of college and joined the company full-time. In 1988, Tapatio was becoming a staple in... So in... Okay. <laughs> in 1988, it had already been a popular condiment in Hispanic communities and was becoming a staple in American households is how they said it. And because of that, they introduced their 10 ounce bottle because when they, when they started the company, it was just the five ounce. So now they have two sizes, 10 ounce, five ounce. Five ounces is so small. That's what I have in my fridge. Mm -hmm. I had Tapatio tonight. Oh, did you put it on your rice? I did put it on my rice. (laughs) Did you see my post? I did see your post. When I was waiting for the lady outside to go away, I was, like, on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks good. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I did not tell you what I had for dinner. You did not. Uh, 1989, they were growing rapidly and, surp- <laughs> and surpassing uh, most of their competitors in the, I don't know how broad, but I guess most of their hot sauce competitors. <laughs> I don't know if it's all hot sauces or just, like, the Latin American hot sauces. And they introduced their 32-ounce bottle, which we did have in my house growing up. <laughs> you did? Yes. I had the Valentina one. We had, we were Valentina. No. 32-ounce Tapatio. That's all you need. Yum. Uh, in 1996, they had become a nationwide leader and had record sales. So they couldn't find what they were looking for, for like to expand again. So Saavedra decided to buy land and custom build a state-of-the-art 30,000 square foot facility. My God. Right? That's so many square feet. Yeah. Uh, In 1997, they changed the label to the label that we know today. It looked very similar before. (laughs) In 1999, there was more demand for even bigger containers, and they didn't want to disappoint their customers, so they introduced a plastic gallon jug, that is popular in the food industry, amusement parks, and sports arenas. A gallon jug of tapatio. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's that, or you keep buying the, the tiny, the, the tiny bottles. bottles, which is stupid. <laughs> you just, Wasteful AF. Yeah. You, well, that and more expensive, probably. And you just refill it from the jug, like a ketchup. Mm-hmm. In the year 2000, they answered the needs of their customers again by making the... Seven gram individual packets for wait what? No, go ahead. Keep talking. You might answer my question. Mostly for like fast food. I have not seen tapatio packets in my life. Mm-hmm. I've seen dude. It? I've seen them once in my life at Veggie Grill. It's not enough. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> you need more okay. than that. I mean, it's just it's or the like, same size um, as like a hot or like a Taco Bell packet, but yeah, it's not like enough. a little Taco Bell or a hot sauce or ketchup packet, mm-hmm. but like. I've only, I've not seen Tapatio packets anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I've only seen them once. You would think they would be bigger. I don't know. Not size-wise, obviously, but (laughs) like. No, but like more popular. Yeah, weird. Very. And now today is the 50th anniversary, 2021. I don't know what day. It only started in 71, but it didn't say like exactly when. Tapatio was my hot sauce of choice for most things. I put it on plain white rice tonight. If I'm I having, like it depends on the food because I also sriracha. I will go with if I'm having something with Asiany flavors. Yes, we are a big Cholula household. However, we do have tapatio. We do have a little bit of Tabasco, and we love sriracha. So yeah, I mean they're a different world of of culinary flavors. <laughs> the, yeah, it's a problem. I mean, I like both of them, 
but in different ways. Yeah, for me, so for me, Tapatio reminds me more of like, it's like if Tabasco and Cholula had a baby. I'm not a fan of Tabasco. It's just vinegar and peppers. Yeah. Cholula, I didn't try until I moved to LA. And I was, I don't, I just prefer Tapatio. It's a little too thick for me, which is why I like Tapatio. See, I think I've only tried Cholula once, but it reminded me too much of Tabasco. Was I remember my complaint? And Tabasco is not thick. <laughs> no, Tabasco is really watery. I, okay, we are a Cholula house here, but I also do like Tapatio, so. <laughs> was that the whole point you were going to make? No, I was going to say something else, Okay. I decided not to. <laughs> okay. I'm very tempted to buy some 50th anniversary Tapatio merch. <laughs> Dude, there's fucking merch. Dude, you have no idea the extent of their branding. They have clothing. They have koozies. They have special edition 50th anniversary label hot sauces that you can buy. They have... You should absolutely get They have beer bottle openers. They have Dia de los Muertos packaging special edition that you can buy they have shot glasses mugs travel mugs <laughs> they have pen they have pens they have a 50th anniversary pen <laughs> a 50th anniversary pen yes. i need to get my hands it's on one of those wild there's so many <laughs> i'm like i probably need a t-shirt and a mug at least they have tank tops t-shirts and hoodies i don't think they have any hats Oh, they have. They did start making masks. On they one of their masks that they have, is <laughs> the mask with the mascot on it, and they've also added a mask to the mascot, <laughs> so he's wearing a mask. <laughs> well, that's adorable. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love how creative people have gone with mask making. Mm-hmm. I've seen some good ones. That's one of the better ones, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's dumb and adorable, and I like it. Yes, exactly. I have Tapatio in my fridge. I'm probably halfway done with that bottle. Yeah, we don't go through it super fast, but we do use it. We usually use it on our breakfast. Mm-hmm. So like eggs and if I'm having a taco, I'll usually do Cholula. But like if I'm doing like breakfast food, it's usually Tapatio. Yeah. The problem is I don't make a lot of like Mexican style food at home. Yeah. So you can put it on just like a tofu scramble, right? In the morning, just spice mm-hmm. it up a little bit, or like a taco salad. Or today I had it on plain rice. But other, it's like if I'm making a sandwich, I'm probably not just gonna put it on there. Exactly. It's not really a sandwich hot sauce. I don't really like, put hot sauces on my sandwiches generally, which is weird because buffalo. I usually do put like sriracha on a wrap. So I don't know why I'm like, no, not tapatio. <laughs> I did have one with uh, Frank's Red Hot the other day. It's pretty good. There's a buffalo chicken sandwich from Subway. That is, um, I was watching a video and someone got that and it made me want to get that. So I had that also the other day. It was Not good. the Subway, but from Ike's. But you know what I've gotten into? You dip your pizza in buffalo sauce. Oh. Or at least the crust. Okay. A little spice, a little zing. Mm-hmm. I like it. I discovered that on accident because I did not know what spicy garlic meant in the sauce oh. when they start when they, I think it was just like garlic and buffalo and I'm like well <laughs> I guess that's what I got <laughs> but yes tapatio is my favorite I always ask for it if I'm like at a restaurant it seems like most of them have Tabasco and Cholula though and I'm like but tapatio <laughs> right my turn mm-hmm. okay dreams 
dreams. Dream. Like sleeping. Dream, 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 dream. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, the definition we're talking about today is, uh, first and foremost, the noun. So a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. And the verb, uh, to experience dreams during sleep. To dream. Not a dream. To dream. No, to dream. Dreams mainly occur in the rapid eye movement stage of sleep. So when your brain activity is high and resembles that of being awake. There are many reasons as to people why people say we dream. No one really knows why, uh, especially since a lot of times we don't remember our dreams. Um, even though if we're getting a normal night's sleep, we generally experience four to six dreams per night. So, uh, And it's very rare that you remember them for a long period of time. It's just very fascinating. Some people think that it's that we don't remember because our brain is still sleeping. Like it needs to be awake, but also it's still sleeping and it shuts off the part that of your memory that remembers. But also sometimes I dream about things that I'm remembering. So I don't know if that's true. So REM sleep is, I think I've talked about, when I talked about sleep before, and also my Amazon watch, I talked about REM sleep. But REM sleep is revealed by continuous movements of the eyes during sleep. Uh, at times, dreams may occur during other stages of sleep. However, dreams tend to be those tend. However, those types of dreams tend to be much less vivid or memorable. The length of the dream can vary. Uh, some can last for a few seconds. Uh, some up to twenty to thirty minutes. So, when you're first falling asleep, your REM sequences are super short, and as the night goes on, they get longer. So you may have a ten-second dream when you're first falling asleep. Which is why a lot of people get that sensation of falling off a cliff. Or for me, when I was younger, I was falling off the top of my bunk bed. Like, I'd get, I'd, my, I would dream that I was falling, I'd shake myself awake, and it would only be, like, ten seconds from, like, the last time I remember being awake. But as you go on, your REM sequences get longer, so you may have this, be dreaming the same dream for up to 20-30 minutes. People are more likely to remember the dream if they are awakened during the REM phase. So if you're awakened during the REM phase, that means you're like mid-dream. You're more than likely going to remember what you were just dreaming. So a lot of people have different opinions about what dreams mean. Uh, Some people think they don't mean anything. That it's your brain just processing nonsense. Some people say you're processing repressed feelings or things you've experienced throughout your life could have been throughout that day it just varies as far as one why people think you dream and two uh, it also varies as to what people think those dreams mean so opinions about the meaning of dreams uh, have varied and shifted through time and culture Uh, many people endorse the freudian theory of dreams uh, and that is that dreams reveal insight into hidden desires and emotions Uh, i'm going to talk a lot about him here just because he's had a big impact not necessarily because i endorse his ideas and trash. Yes, his uh, theology. Freud, who developed a theory on psychological discipline and psychoanalysis, wrote about dream theories and their interpretations in the early 1900s. He explained that dreams were manifestations of one's deepest desires, memories, or obsessions. And he also believed that virtually every dream topic, regardless of its content, represented the release of sexual tension. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but it's a theory that exists. So in the interpretation of dreams from 1899, uh, Freud developed a psychological technique to interpret dreams and devised a series of guidelines to understand symbols and motifs that appear in our dreams. Uh, In modern times, dreams have been seen to as a connection to the unconscious mind. So it's kind of, some people see it as 
this thing that we do because our bodies need it. But then modern theory is that we don't really need it and that it's just our mind processing things. Not necessarily. I don't know. Dreams are weird. They've always, like, weirded me out. I frequently have dreams about grinding my teeth. Like, I do grind my teeth in my sleep, but I have dreams about my teeth falling out. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and I looked up, like, what that means before. And obviously, like, nobody truly knows what grinding your teeth, your teeth falling out, what that means. Yeah. But it was linked to, or supposed to be linked to stress and anxiety. And I was like, okay, well, I am under a lot of stress right now. So maybe, maybe that is true. But who knows though, right? Like it would still be. I used to have that one more when I was younger. The teeth grinding, yeah. The teeth falling out. Well, you're in like a much more peaceful like place now. I like, guess far as debatable. Like, your home. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, we won't go there. But like generally. But I also had like I don't like looking at teeth. <laughs> I have like mild odontophobia, but it used to be like okay. a lot worse when I was younger. So I think that also probably played into it somewhat. Very possible. So. Dreams range from normal to ordinary to overly surreal and bizarre. Uh, dreams can have varying natures, such as being frightening. Uh, they can be exciting. They can be magical. They can be melancholic, uh, adventurous, or even sexual. Basically, dreams are just fucking weird, man. Like, they're weird. No one really knows why we do it. I don't know that we have the technology to figure that out yet. And if we do, we haven't figured it out yet. Well, I don't know that they're... I don't know that <laughs> that's how that would work. Right? It's like we dream because our brains... Don't stop working. Don't stop working while we're asleep, right? But we don't know why that manifests yeah. as what it does. But like, also you can't see what's happening, right? So yeah, it's always yeah. going to be like secondhand information. Yeah, but like you can pick up patterns in people, though. Like, say these people are going through this type of life event, and they dreamed about this. Okay, well maybe if these people are dreaming about this, they're going through something similar. Like. Um, well, yes, but anything with the mind and, like, self-reporting kind of stuff, right? Like... Yeah, is only as reliable as... as the people who are reporting. <laughs> exactly. I dream a lot. Mm -hmm. Last night, I haven't dreamt in a while, or one that I vividly remember, but I did dream last night. In fact, I asked Stephanie when I woke up this morning, like, hey, did I talk in my sleep last night? <laughs> like, I did wake up about four this morning, just shaken because of what was happening in my dream. I'm not sure if something... There was, like, a noise outside or something, but something definitely, like, woke me up. But I also remember, like, dreaming in my dream that I was screaming at someone and they were screaming at me. So it was just very, like, weird. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, the first dream I've had in a while. I've thought about keeping a dream journal. Yeah. Just to see, like, what I dream about and, like, how frequently. When I was younger, I used to dream a lot, uh, have, like, a lot of, like, recurring dreams. Uh, one specifically I was going to ask about Nazi that. Germany. <laughs> Why? Yeah, what? Yeah, one specifically of Nazi Germany. Um, I read a lot of, like, Holocaust books when I was younger. Okay. Uh, I have this weird fascination with the Holocaust. Not with the events that took place, but how it all came about. I think I've mentioned this before. But yeah, I had dreams of, like, hiding in a basement. And then, like, I also had dreams of, like, planes flying over. And then I also had dreams of, like, being in the woods, like, on a firing squad line. Like, it was just, they're, like, wild dreams. Another one I had was I would frequently dream that I was falling off my bed uh, on the top bunk when my sister and I had bunk beds. I would literally, I remember looking, in fact, that's how I learned that that was a common theme that people dream is they jerk themselves awake because they feel like they're falling. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was probably like 12, maybe. I think maybe I was 10 when I noticed it and I was like more like 12 or 13 when I actually looked into it because hello, that's when the internet was invented. <laughs> 
the things you can look up when the internet is around. Um, I do tend to have predictive dreams. You do. I do like to say that you're a little bit psychic. I am. Generally, they're about natural events, particularly the tsunami. Sri Lanka, the Sri Lanka tsunami. Like the Thailand, Thailand back in like the early 2000s. Anyways, I had a dream like three days prior to that happening that there was a tsunami somewhere. And I told my mom about it and it happened. For a while, if I didn't tell someone, it would happen. And if I did tell someone, it wouldn't happen. It was weird. Weird, weird, weird. So anytime I had a weird dream, I'd tell my mom. I do have a lot of dreams about earthquakes. I've also had dreams about train wrecks. Particularly before, right before the train wrecked in Olympia. Like three days prior to that, I had a dream where my dad's train wrecked. And then that happened. So <laughs> weird shit. Weird, weird shit. Uh, also, I was... I remember being... I was in eighth grade... I think it was 8th grade. It was the year I went to Vegas. No, I was a senior. It was the year I graduated. Spring break of 2011 uh, when I went to Vegas. I remember just a couple weeks before we went, I had a dream about a guy riding a bicycle in between this lots of fun little casino right next to Circus Circus and Circus Circus itself. And it was a man on a bike. And for whatever reason, him and I made contact, eye contact in my dream. And it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. Like, I had this feeling like he was like there to harm me and then like a couple weeks later we were in vegas and that specific scenario happened i was with my mom and my sister and everything like in my dream i was with my mom and my sister and like it was just like this weird i remember telling my mom when we got to the slots of fun casino like can we not walk that way again like i and not the like necessarily anything that person probably was totally like harmless but the fact that i dreamed that specific scenario walking there in that specific path, and then a bicycle just happened to pass me is a little bit weird. Lucid dreaming? That's the thing. Do you do you lucid dream? Very seldomly. Okay. And I want to be very I clear to... here. We're talking about lucid dreaming, not astral projecting. <laughs> yes. Two very different concepts. Lucid yes. dreaming is just when, at some point in your dream, your brain realizes that it's dreaming and you can control your dream, but not wake up. Yes. Or also, you're in between that state of, I'm asleep, but I'm awake, and I know that I'm dreaming, but also, I'm here for it, type of thing. <laughs> I mean, that might I'm be actually what it is, but I'm not aware of being awake, or I just know that I'm dreaming. Yeah, no, I looked it up, and it was the state between REM sleep and being awake. Mm. But anyways, I tend, I find that I lucid dream more when I'm napping, like, particularly in, like, the three or four o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. At that point in the day, my body's tired enough to fall asleep, but also awake enough to, like, push through it. So if I allow myself, I can definitely, like, slip into that, like, lucid dream state for a second. Yeah, I don't do that very often. My most... The one, the lucid dream I remember most, I was sick with the chicken pox. And I was sleeping on my parents' bed. And at the time, we had a home phone, like a landline. And I was in the sixth grade. And it was the week of the spelling bee. And I had the chicken pox, like, the week prior, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to go be in the smelling bee. And I was really emotional about it. So I went to go lay down. This, like, the day this happened was the day that I was supposed to find out, like, if I was, I could do it or not. Well, I went to go lay down because everyone else, like, my sister was at school, my mom and dad were at work, and I had the house myself. And I was, I fell asleep. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. I was laying there, and I was dreaming, and I was Sasquatch, like, Bigfoot hunting. And I was out in the woods. And we kept hearing this screech. And I don't remember who I was with, but I kept looking around. And pretty soon we came upon this, like, 
hole in the ground, like, cave. And so, like, or not, like, a hole in the ground, but it was, like, a hole in the wall that, like, led downwards, like, to underground. And this shrieking noise was coming from in there. But I didn't recognize the shrieking. And when I realized I was lucid dreaming, it was the telephone ringing. Was this, like, shrieking Bigfoot creature. (laughs) So the phone ringing in the background of my dream was the shriek of this Bigfoot. It was the the most vivid lucid dream I think I've had ever. I did end up getting to participate in the spelling bee. So that was cool. But I specifically remember the telephone ringer. And in my dream, it didn't sound like Bigfoot. I mean, in my dream, it didn't sound like a telephone. Mm -hmm. But in the state of like being half awake, half asleep, I definitely like recognized that it was the phone ringer, but also still very much was like dreaming my dream. It was weird. (laughs) Mm. Weird, weird. Dreams are cool though. Um, They can sometimes provide peace. I had a dream probably about a year after my grandma died, a little about a year and a half. And I don't remember, I remember her talking to me. I don't remember what she said, but I just remember waking up and being so peaceful after that. So I don't know what my body was trying to tell me. If I was ready to be like, okay, you can let go now. Or what was going on there. And the same thing with my friend Easton, like two months after he died. I don't know, man. See? Right? I just don't know if I, I mean, I believe in ghosts, but like, it just, it was so real. Yeah. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm superstitious. (laughs) It felt. Oh yeah, me too. It felt real to me. Obviously, I'll never know whether it was or not, or if I was just dreaming it, like actually making it up, but. I remember sleeping at my, the house I grew up in on the couch and waking up to my name being said, like, it was a familiar voice to me, but I could never place it. But now that I know that house is haunted, I probably heard it my whole life and just became accustomed to it and never really realized what it was until I became an adult. Because I still can't place the voice. Like, I don't know whose voice it is, but it's familiar enough to me. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird, weird. But we're not talking about ghosts. <laughs> we're talking about dreams. Yeah, we're talking about dreams. I do... My recurring dreams are bad. I don't have any good recurring dreams. No. I had one about a shark for a while. I haven't had that one in a long time. Do you know Felix the Magic Cat? Do you remember that cartoon? Okay, it's an old cartoon. But when I was a kid, I used to have a recurring dream where he was trying to kill me. (laughs) And I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know why. Jesus. Well, that was the vibe because I never got past like, like, I remember it was just like pitch black. Right? And then his face would just pop in from stage left. <laughs> and then I would wake up. <laughs> but I know that he was trying to kill me in that dream. Gary. Yeah. It's funny how our emotions are also affected by our dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I don't remember what my grandma said to me, but I remember just waking up feeling very at ease and peaceful. Like, but I've also done that with other dreams where I was like, like last night, I just woke up with like angry and upset. And I've woken up in like complete fear before. It's weird. It's all so weird to me. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. My other recurring dream that I, like, still have as an adult mm-hmm. is just... Okay, imagine, like, a horror video game, right? It's all dark and dingy, and everything's, like, covered in goo and gross. <laughs> so imagine, like, the grossest, worst horror video game locker room you can imagine. <laughs> and okay. that's it. That's my dream. I know that there's it's haunted. There's ghosts in there somewhere. And I, for some reason, I'm in this locker room and it's fucking awful. <laughs> and I don't know why it's a recurring <laughs> dream. And I don't like it. It's 
really weird that it's a gym because you're not. It's not a gym. A gym. It's a locker room. Uh, well, that's what I meant. Like, sorry, <laughs> I had this vision of locker room in my head, but was saying gym. Yeah. But it's funny that it's a recurring gym about a locker room, and that's definitely not your favorite place to be. What high school? Yeah, <laughs> you are absolutely right. <laughs> That's my theory, even is that it has to do with high school. I have no problem being in a locker room. I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but I did not enjoy high school. Yeah. That's my, my stab at that. All right. That's all I got about dreams. Got any more thing? I used to be able to, like, after high school, for a little while, I would be like, okay, this is the kind of dream I'm going to have. And then I would. I haven't tried that in a while. Cool. But also, I don't think it works anymore. <laughs> all right, Em. What you got? Okay. My last topic is anticipation. A little Rocky Horror reference for ya. Yep. Have you seen Rocky Horror? I have not. However, I do know that is a reference. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen that. No, I have not. Okay. I have information from a website. <laughs> I don't remember. All of the like research that I could find was from like the early teens. So, like, 2010 to 2014, I think, was where most of that came from. Okay. And then there was one article that I read that came out, like, last year. And I'm like, I guess I'll just do this one. <laughs> so, here is some sentences that I stole from that article. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the most powerful tools in the brain's box of tricks is anticipate. Uh, no, sorry. I'm going to start over. One of the most powerful tools in the brain's box of tricks, anticipatory thinking can lift our spirits, or in instances where we know something painful is heading our way, it can put us in the brace position and marginally lessen the impact of the blow. When centered around enjoyable things, it's quote-unquote free happiness. Looking forward to something is like an emotional massage. It releases the tension of the present, promising us comfort, relaxation, gratification, and other positive feelings a little further down the road. Absolutely. I think maybe that's why I was so depressed during COVID. Yes, because, because you had like, nothing to look forward to. To look forward to. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know when the fucking end was. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I had nothing on my calendar. But now that I have all these things on my calendar, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do the fucking things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I have four things you can do to make the most of your anticipatory feelings. <laughs> One, you do some research. If you are in the process of booking an event, you can increase your excitement by doing research. Reclaim your lunch break. Plan something different. At lunchtime, the fact that you've got something new to do will lift your spirits as you work through your morning. Make exciting plans. Regularly schedule a few things to look forward to and aim for a balance between small and big activities. And savor each event. Remember to enjoy the before, during, and after of your treat, even if it's nothing more than a bar of chocolate. You were asking me about Denver before, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about this too much right now. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about that. Yes. So I tend to do number one. I kind of obsessively research mm-hmm. the place that I'm going or the thing that I'm doing. Yes. Down to like every last detail. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for Denver. Me too. I've already I've ordered. I've been looking for like the last four days. I've ordered a new sweatery jacket. That's all I've done. But I'm very excited. <laughs> I've, I've been planning it in my mind. I... I'm really excited, too, because I am going to wait until... So I have these bachelorette parties to throw and the wedding in August. But I do plan on doing, like, a big shopping trip, like, clothes shopping trip in September. And I'm going to get some cute things to wear in Denver. Mm-hmm. Because it'll be fall and it'll be warm. And I, I know. Okay. Or it'll be, like, warm item season. Like, warm weather clothing season. I've talked about this before. I have plenty of boots <laughs> that I 
could wear. <laughs> but the outfit that I have in my head to go with this jackety sweater that I ordered is not any of the boots I own. So <laughs> Of course to, not. I have to get new boots. Of course. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, I could wear my black velvet ones and I could just be like all velvet because the jacket is not velvet, but it's like furry. Okay. I don't know. I kind of want to stay at a bougie hotel, though. Yeah. Like that, like, artsy one we saw. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Guys, this hotel was insane. It was absolutely insane. I'm not very good with anticipation, and like I said, I will obsessively, like, research the shit out of this. So this hotel popped up, and I should have favorited it. I don't know why I didn't. Me either. But, like, it had... It, it has, like, so all modern. of the rooms There's are, like, like, themed. It's art. Yeah. It's, like, an art museum. There's a, an airstream you enter through or something. It's wild. Yeah. Like, in the front of an airstream RV. Like, what? <laughs> the art on the walls is cool. The furniture is cool AF. Like... Oh, man. What was that called? The Carter or something. I feel like it started okay. with a C. Yes. I think you're right. Part of me wanted to say, like, The Simpson or something like that, but I knew that wasn't right. It very well could be. I have... Zero idea. Carter just came into my mind for some reason. I'm very excited for that. I Anticipation, if every day could be like three days before Christmas, that's my dream. <laughs> I don't care if we never get to Christmas. I just want to be that excited all the time, which is not sustainable. Right? Your and body your body would exhausted. die <laughs> so fast. Yes. But just like a week to three days before Christmas. Great. Awesome. Yes. Christmas Eve is too close. I don't want to be that close. Yeah, no. Because then I don't sleep. Well, it's not even that, but like, you know that it's going to be tomorrow and you have like the 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 pre-sads. You're like, well, now tomorrow's already Christmas and like, then it's going to be over. But three days away, yeah. you're still you're still up. <laughs> yeah, still all excited. Yeah, you're still making cookies. By New Year's, they're all, or by Christmas Eve, they're all done. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Those bitches are gone. <laughs> you have made them and eaten them. Very rarely do my bakings make it to Christmas Day. It's usually Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, because you're going to have, like, the whole dinner and everything on Christmas Day anyway, so. Exactly. With pies and you name it. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls for breakfast or whatever. Exactly. Whatever your tradition is. Yeah. Anticipation is the best. I mean, obviously, also bad things you can anticipate. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Like, getting a shot. Like, exactly. if I tense my arm up, it's going to make it ten times worse. Not even... Like, I have to actively anticipate that it's coming and actively relax my arm. Like. Yeah. But not even, like, that close. Like, I knew when both of my COVID shots were, yeah. being prepared for them did not help <laughs> at all. I probably yeah. would have felt a lot better if I just, like, walked in and they were like, we can do it right now. I would have been like, okay, I guess we're doing it. <laughs> right. The anticipation for that did not help me get used to the idea of it happening. <laughs> but it can help you in that way. <laughs> If you, you know, have some time to process it before it actually happens. Yes. Sometimes anticipation is also bad, too, because then you, like, start, like, for me, it's with work meetings. Mm -hmm. Like, if I anticipate someone's going to say something or do something, like, I'll just be like, oh, my God, I don't want to go to this meeting. And then it'll be completely opposite and way better than I actually imagined. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, why did I anticipate that to go so badly? (laughs) Like, stop it. Yeah. Anytime someone's like, oh, you know, especially at work. But, like, at all. If anyone's like, oh, we, uh, I need to talk to you later. I'm like, I can't. My, I can't handle it. I need you to do it right now. Because I promise right. you, 
it will be a thousand times worse in my head than whatever is going to happen. And I will cry. So Mm -hmm. I need you to do it immediately. Thank you. Do not tell me ahead of time. Yes. So yeah, anticipation. Good and bad. Yes. I get very anxious and very anticipatory. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes to the point of like, not being able to sleep both on the good spectrum and bad spectrum. Yeah, I mean, the bad is the worst because then I'm just like laying there at night and I'm like, I'm so tired. I need sleep. I want to go to sleep and not, me not have to continue thinking about this, but my body won't get like if it's happy, like good anticipation, it's like at least I get to be excited for something. Yes. But if it's bad, it's like I don't get to sleep and I have to th- keep thinking about this. <laughs> this sucks. Oh, but I'm so excited for November. Dude, same. So much same. Can not wait. Oh, I've booked my flight since we talked about this last, I guess. Yes. Shit, you have. Yeah. We get in at almost, Nicole gets there like six minutes after me or something. But I have to check. Oh, you have to check it back too, actually. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll get, we'll probably just meet at baggage claim. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, do you want to just like, do you want to meet at baggage claim? Or do you just want to yeah, like. you're flying United, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We'll just meet at baggage claim. They'll send us to probably the, right next to each other. Okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, with flights that close. Because my worry was, like, if I had to get a flight that was earlier, then I would have to immediately go down there and do that before (laughs) you got there. And then I would just have to wait in baggage claim because I can't go back in after that. Yeah. They're only a few minutes apart, so it should be fine. It should be fine. Or I could just meet you at your gate because we'll probably be in the same terminal. That was going to be my other suggestion, but you already said baggage claim. So I'm like, okay, that works too. Well, we we can discuss gates today. Okay. Exciting. I'm... So excited. I need to find some restaurantes. Yes. I'm sure there's some good vegan ones there. Um, absolutely there is. I can either download Happy Cow. Let's pick a fancy ass one. Yeah, well I can either do Happy Cow or when we went to Salt Lake City, I just went into one of my actually I think I went into both of my Facebook groups and said, like, hey, I'm going here. Suggest restaurants, please. I can also do that with Grub and Chill. We can compare. Yeah. Suggestions. You'll have to the the specify better. in yours, though, that you need big I options. Will. I will. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. Same. <sighs> I will be anxious with anticipation for the next four months. Dude, I know. Oh, man. My mom is supposed to be moving down here in November. I don't know when she's going to get here. I. It might be while we're gone. <laughs> At least she can get settled into her place first. Well, yeah, but it's like she'll have to fly through here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> There's not an airport there. <laughs> Wait, she wouldn't be driving? I don't know. I guess maybe, but I think she was going to possibly sell her car and get something oh. different or bigger or something down here. I don't know. Okay. Well, because even if cool. she's driving, she's all, she can't put anything in her car. She has a sports car. Yeah. It's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I barely fit in it. And I'm 5'5". Five five, <laughs> so. Right. I think you and I tried to, to fit in it one time. Probably. I've driven it a few times when I'm up there. When Jay... <laughs> Our friend Jacob very is small. very tall, so whenever, whatever, I'm up there and he's with me and my mom, I sit in the back and he sits in the front and we open the summer. <laughs> he's not tall enough that like a dangerous portion of his head pokes out, but like at least his hair. <laughs> right? At least his head isn't hitting the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> a poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> hysterical i hate driving that car though it's too small and you can't see anything it's all blind spots it's very small yep Yep. i'm too tall for it i hit my head on the ceiling all the time (laughs) like i can't turn to like check behind me 
It's the worst. And you're not even that tall. No, I'm not. It's a very small car. Yes, it is. What, what even is it? It's a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Okay. All right, man. My throat's scratchy. Yeah. I finished my sips of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Should I close her up? Yeah. Oh, it's me. Okay. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review wherever you're listening. That helps us out. Tell your friends. Airdrop this episode to a stranger at the grocery store. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at YesDudePodcast. Let us know something you're anticipating. Yes. We didn't have very good to now that- calls to action for this one. <laughs> Do you like Tapatio? <laughs> yes or no, I guess. Do you lucid dream? I'm curious. Right. Ooh, tell us about your dreams. That's yeah, a good what do you one. dream about? Yeah, there you go. What's the weirdest dream? I used to have dreams that there were aliens invading my house. I'm also afraid of aliens, so not fun. <laughs> Probably where that stems from, but... Well, that and also I was convinced that the neighbors were aliens. That's a different story. <laughs> we were all convinced we'll that of that. Later. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. We will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Bye.